Thank you for listening to The Real Deal with Damian Adams. This is Real Sports Talk for the Real Sports Fan. And I definitely appreciate you, Real Sports Fan. So listening right now, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do me a huge favor and leave this podcast a five-star rating. That one, two, three, four, fifth, that five-star rating review will definitely be appreciated. If you're listening on any other platform, that could be Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever. Please share from that platform so that your friends and family can see the podcast, listen to the podcast, love the podcast, subscribe, and then share it with their friends and family. I'm trying to get this podcast to the highest levels of podcastivity. I need your help to get there. It'll be truly, truly appreciated. My fault, y'all. It's been a couple weeks since I gave you a dope pod to step to, and I apologize for that. Your boy's been a little busy, but football season is upon us. I will be back each and every week, either Monday night or Tuesday morning, with a new episode. And on this episode, man, it's all about football, all NFL. We're going to do a season preview. I'm going to give you some really good season-long bets. I was really good on that last year. So we're going to give you some more season-long bets for this season. And we're going to do our week one predictions as well. Give you some good bets for week one. So let's go ahead and get into it and get into this season preview. Let's start the AFC. So we're going to start the AFC East. All right. So let's start the Buffalo Bills. Last year they went 13 and 3. My prediction for this year is 12 and 5. I don't think they really take a true step back. And I do think that people are a little too down on Buffalo right now. You think about Buffalo last year, they came out of the gate blazing, right? They were living up to the hype of being the favorites going into last year. Josh Allen hurts his arm, and you can see them take kind of a, a downturn. Von Miller gets hurt. That affects them as well. So hopefully this year they can stay healthy. They also went through the whole DeMar Hamlin thing last year as well. So this team went through a lot last season. I think this season, just with the luck or law of averages, they're going to be better this year as far as their injury history. And if they're healthy, they're still one of the best teams in this league. So give me Buffalo at 12-5. and five. Got Miami. Miami last year went 9-8. and eight. We all know about the trauma the drama that they went through with two attack by Loa and the concussions, plural. So if two is healthy, big if, if two is healthy, I can see this team doing big things. Because when two was healthy last year, that offense was buzzing, buzzing. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they were doing their thing. I like their running backs, I like Raheem Mercer. So if two is healthy, I like the Dolphins to go ten and seven. The Jets are also in this division. Last year went seven and ten. We all know they had a really, really good defense. Offense not so much. Quarterback play not so much. So they fixed that. They got Aaron Rodgers. Now Aaron Rodgers, about to be forty years old, coming off a down year. Now, we've seen him have a down year or two before and bounce back. But he wasn't 40. So I think that this is going to surprise some people, but I have the Jets going 9-8. and eight. And spoiler alert, I got missing the playoffs. Yes, the New York Jets, you heard it here first, will go 9-8 and, and miss 
the playoffs. For the last team in the division, we got the Patriots who went 8-9 last year. I think they finished 8-9 again. They will be better, but the division is better. So I see them going 8-9. So for the AFC East, I got Buffalo winning at 12-5. The Dolphins going 10-7. Jets going 9-8. And, and Patriots going 8-9. And, and for you betters out there, I got Buffalo winning the division there at plus 120. Pretty good odds for Buffalo to win a division right there. Because I guess people are hot on the Jets. For the AFC West, you already know who's winning that division. You got the Kansas City Chiefs. They stay healthy. They're the best team in the division, if not the league. I got them going 13-4. and The Chargers went 10-7 and last year. I got them going a step further, 11-6 and this year. I like the addition of Kellen Moore at offensive coordinator. I think it's going to really unleash Justin Herbert in a major way. The Broncos, last year went 5-12. and We've heard a lot of reports and rumors about how bad Nathaniel Hackett was. Uh, his appearance on Hard Knocks with the Jets as the office coordinator this year didn't help his reputation. As it looked like Aaron Rodgers had to fix a lot of his mistakes throughout the show. Sean Payton, we know, is a great coach. Now the question is, is Russell Wilson still that guy? Does he still have it in him? to be that dude. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're going to see. But I do think they're better. They're going to be better this year. So I'm going 8-9 and nine for the Denver Broncos. The Las Vegas Raiders last year went 6-11. and 11, And their solution to that was to get rid of Derek Carr and bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't see where the upgrade is there. Like, I don't know how that helps you. Uh, they didn't really make any big-time upgrades anywhere else. You know, good thing that they did sign Josh Jacobs because that was going to be a major thing if he wasn't there. So he's there. That will help. But I just don't believe in McDaniels as a coach. Don't believe in Jimmy G as a quarterback that can win without an excellent defense. When people bring up the stat about Jimmy G being a winner, you have to include that he played with the San Francisco 49ers defense. He played in Kyle Shanahan's system that... Damn near can make anybody look good. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, is now an NFL starter in that system. Jimmy G, what has he proven that he can do as far as picking up the pieces around him, making them better? We haven't seen that. We've seen him be able to drive the Corvette. The Raiders ain't no Corvette. Can he make the Honda better than what it is? Is he an upgrade to the engine or an upgrade to the interior? Is he an upgrade to that car? Or is he just the driver of a car? And if he is just a driver, I see this Honda Civic going five and 12. So for the AFC West, I got the Chiefs winning at minus 180 for the betters out there. If you're betting on division winners, I got the Chargers at 11 to six making the playoffs. Broncos going 8 and 9, and the Raiders going 5 and 12. Now let's move on to the AFC North. This is the first division where I'm not going with the favorite to win. I'm not picking Cincinnati. I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens to win the AFC North. I got them going 12 and 5, and this is at plus 210 for my betters out there. I got the Bengals. Going 11 and 6 right behind them. So you look at Baltimore. Last year you're dealing with the Lamar Jackson injury. 
offensive coordinator that seemed like he kind of lost his touch with the offense. And a lot of times when I saw their route combinations, I didn't like the placement of the wide receivers as far as their spacing. There were plays where it seemed like one wide receiver might be running a fly and then the other receiver's running a deep cross and they're running into each other and not spacing in a great way. I think that will be fixed this year. You have weapons in Odell Beckham Jr., Mark Andrews, Bateman. Like, they have an offense. Lamar Jackson got paid. He has no excuses. The thing that comes along with that money is expectations. Lamar Jackson better ball this year. And I'll have no doubt in him. Like, I'm not doubting him at all. Just saying, he better ball this year. With the weapons that he got, no pressure from the contracts as far as knowing when it's going to come because it's already there. He better ball this year, and I believe he will, to the tune of the AFC North title. I got the Bengals finishing second at 11-6. and six. Still believe in them. Uh, are we clear on what Joe Burrow's status is right now as far as his injury? No, I don't see him missing week one if he can play. You know, he's one of those guys who's going to tough it out. But they started slow last year. The same thing could happen this year. So that's why I got him going 11-6. and six. The Cleveland Browns last year finished 7-10. They have a stacked team. Their defense is stacked. Offensively, they have weapons. Deshaun Watson, if he hasn't shaken the rust off by now, he won't shake it off. He played six games last year has had a complete offseason now, week one, we should see the Deshaun Watson. We shouldn't see a rusty Deshaun Watson. We should see the Deshaun Watson that we saw in Houston. I believe we will see that, and the Browns go 10-7 this year. For the AFC South, I got Jacksonville winning it at minus 155. They are the favorites. I got them going 11-6. and six. I believe that offense will be better with the addition of Calvin Ridley. Another year in that system for Trevor Lawrence. That defense showed some flashes last year. I think they'll be better as well. So 11-6 for the Jaguars. Got the Titans going 8-9. Uh, just don't know what to make of this team. Last year they went 7-10, but they did have all the injuries in the world last year. Uh, this year I think they will be better, but it's also a transition year where Ryan Tannehill knows that he's on his way out. I can see if they start off slow going to Will Levis or going to their other young quarterback and making that step forward towards the future for this team. The Colts, they're in that process already of going towards the future. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I believe, will be a good quarterback soon, but not right away. So I got the Colts going 5-12. and 12. For the Texans, same thing. C.J. Stroud, I do believe, will be a good quarterback, just not right away. Got them going 4-13. and 13. So for the AFC South, we got the Jaguars winning it at 11-6. and six. Then the Titans and Colts. And last place, the Texans. So here are my playoff teams for the AFC. I got the Chiefs. And this is the odds I'm going to give you right now are on FanDuel for these teams making the playoffs. I got the Chiefs who are minus 500. Of course, everybody expects them to make the playoffs. The second seed, I got the Baltimore Ravens at minus 170. I got the third seed being the Buffalo Bills this year. Fourth seed being the Jaguars. The first wild card I got being the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're at minus 290. So for the odds, Chiefs minus 500, Ravens minus 170, Bills minus 250, Jaguars minus 200. For the Bengals, I got minus 290. Chargers, I got as my second wild card at minus 128, 128. 
and I have the Browns closing out the playoffs at plus 112. So for my playoffs, again, I got the Chiefs as the one seed getting the bye, Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, Jacksonville Jaguars, Cincinnati Bengals, Chargers, and Browns to close it out for my AFC preview and prediction. So we're going to go ahead and go to our first music break. On this episode, I'm going to pay tribute to SWV. Uh, me, my wife, and some of the fam, we went to a concert this past weekend. Shout out to VetTix. If you are a military, excuse me, if you're a military veteran and you are just looking to get some last minute tickets for something, check out VetTix.com. It's not an ad. This is just me, you know, giving a little game to those who may not know. I know I have a lot of military veterans that listen to the podcast. So check out VetTix.com and you can find some tickets that are donated for concerts, even games. We've gone to, you know, Suns games on VetTix. Now, I will say it's better for concerts because the tickets are donated. So if you're going to like a smaller venue for a concert, it's not going to be really bad seats. For a game, you might find yourself sitting in the sky, right? But, you know, basketball, football game. We went a couple years ago, got four tickets from VetTix for a Suns and Lakers game. Like I said, I got them for free. You either go get them for free or very, very low. So I got those tickets for free. We went to the game, and we were sitting damn near at the ceiling. We were so high, I dapped up Jesus. I was like, oh, my Lord and Savior, what's going on with you? Like, we were so high. <laughs> that's how high we were sitting. But for a concert, you get good seats, and that's what we did this past weekend. We went to a concert with Drew Hill, SWV, and Jodeci was the headliner, right? And Drew Hill killed it. Drew Hill still has it. Cisco still has it. They killed it. I didn't know how many members Drew Hill had. I thought it was like four or five dudes. But they, I guess, like any other group, they had people that came in and out. So they were introducing people like, welcome back, so-and-so. And they would perform a song, and they'd be like, oh, welcome back, this person. It's like, by the time they got to the last song, they had like eight, nine dudes up there. I'm like, what the hell? When the hell are these dudes getting to Drew Hill? When did this happen? But they still got it. You know, they still was up there doing the jump, the step and jump joint with it. Tell me what you want. Ah. Tell me what you need. Ooh, you hear the voice. You hear it. But yeah, they was, they was up there killing it, man. And Cisco, of course, did a thong song, you know. Had a good time. The DJ that played between sets and at the beginning killed it. Then after Drew Hill and the DJ was SWV. Sisters with Voices. They live up to that name. For sure. Like their voices are just crazy. They still got it. They still killed it. And you don't realize how many hits they have until you watch them live. You're like, oh, I know all these songs that they are performing. Like they really got a good set of hits. And I believe they only made three albums, but they have a good set of hits to perform. And they killed it. Absolutely killed it. Um, Joe to see KC still has it. KC can still go, we can still sing. Not really sure about the rest of Jodeci. Uh, their performance felt kind of rushed, you know, and I don't know what's going on with JoJo. Hopefully he's good health-wise and everything, but they didn't have the real JoJo. It was an imposter JoJo on the stage with, Kate, with Jodeci. And this is how you know it was an imposter JoJo, because they didn't do any KC and JoJo songs. You're expecting at least All My Life. All my life. I pray for someone like you. You, you expecting at least that. But they didn't even do that. 
They did a bunch of the Josie hits though. And again, Casey still got it, but the rest of Josie, eh, you know, it was alright. So even though Josie was the headliner, Drew Hill and SWV were the ones that killed it. And that's why we're paying tribute to SWV on the show today. So we're going to take our first music break. This is Can We by SWV featuring Missy, Mr. Mina Elliott. And we'll be back with our NFC preview and predictions. Feel me, flow, don't ask me if I'm next. Freaky deep, 
Welcome back to The Real Deal with Damien Adams. I know you enjoyed that music break. I can see you. I can see you jamming. I saw you. I know you enjoyed it. But now let's get back into some football. Let's get into the NFC. And let's start with the NFC East. So last year the Eagles won a division at 14-3. and I have them winning division again this year, but this year going 12-5. and five. It's not because I think they're going to be worse. I think it's going to be a little adjusting period to some of the starters that they lost in the offseason. But the young players will come around that they drafted. I believe they did a great job, great job drafting, and they will ball out for them. So I got the Eagles going 12-5 and five when the NFC East. And for you betters out there, if you're betting on divisions, that's at minus 115 for the Eagles. The Cowboys went 12-5 and five last year. I still think they're a good team. Got them going 11-6 and six this year. The Giants went 9-7-1 last year. I do see them taking a step back. Um, Daniel Jones is going to be asked to do more this year. And I don't know if he can do more. I feel like he maxed out on his potential and was really protected last year. When you look at the amount of throws... Versus other quarterbacks. What he was asked to do. Versus other quarterbacks. He was protected in a major way. And with Saquon. Being on a one year deal. You're probably looking to. Implement more of Daniel Jones throwing. Especially since you gave Daniel Jones that. I can believe in you type money. You gave him I believe that you can be more than just. A game manager type money. And I think that's going to be a downfall to the Giants this year. I heard it here first. I got the Giants going 8-9. and nine. The Washington Commanders last year went 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. I do believe they are better this year. Give me them at 9-8. and eight. So for the NFC East, I'm going Eagles at 12-5. Cowboys 11-6. Commanders 9-8. and eight, And Giants 8-9. and nine. For the NFC West, 49ers won it last year at 13-4. I think they had the same record this year. 13 and 4, and they are at minus 165 to win a division. Seahawks went 9 and 8 last year. I think they go 8 and 9 this year. I didn't like the way they ended last season, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get back that magic they had towards the end of last year. That defense, not really a big fan of it. I do like JSN, you know, picking him up in fantasy, so hopefully he balls out, but I don't see this team being able to make the playoffs again this year. The Rams went five and twelve last year. I think it, it gets even worse this year. Give me three and fourteen for the Rams. The Arizona Cardinals. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be ugly out here for my Cardinals fans who's out here in the Phoenix area. Last year went four and thirteen. This year I'm going one and sixteen for the Cardinals. Nothing points to them trying to win. Nothing. You are getting rid of veteran quarterbacks. You are going with either a journeyman in Josh Dobbs or a fifth-round rookie in Clayton Toon to start. James Conner is your one consistent weapon, maybe. You know, Marquise Brown definitely has ability. Hollywood Brown. Defensively, it's hard to name them. And I work for Burn City Sports. Like, I cover the team. It's still hard to name the defenders. Like, they're that forgettable. So I just don't see this team doing well at all. So for the NFC West, I'm going to 49ers at 13 and 4, Seahawks at 8 and 9, Rams at 3 and 14, Cardinals at 1 and 16. 
for the NFC North. Now, last year, this division was won by the Minnesota Vikings at 13-4. and I do not, repeat, do not see that happening again. This had to be the luckiest team in NFL history. I've never seen so many wins by one possession. I believe they were 11-0 in one possession games. Now, part of that is coaching and execution. You have to give them credit for that. But a lot of that's luck. You think about the Buffalo game where Buffalo had it in the bag and they fumbled on the goal line to let them score. Justin Jefferson in that game had to make one of the craziest catches of all time on 4th and 17 to keep a drive alive for them to win. Like Some of the stuff that happened during the regular season was nuts for Minnesota. The comeback against the Colts, they were down 33 to nothing. Like Some of the stuff that happened was once in a, a generation type luck that Minnesota had last year. And I don't see that happening again this year for them. So I have them going eight and nine. The team that a lot of people like is the Lions. The Lions last year became like the media darlings. They were great on hard knocks. My wife became a fan because of that. And then during the season, it took them a while to get going because that defense was so bad. But once the offense really got going, you saw the potential that they have. Defensively, they made a few moves, but I don't see them improving drastically. Offensively, they're going to be dynamic with the weapons they have, Amara St. Brown and the running backs, David Montgomery and the rookie Jamar Gibbs. They'll be dynamic, but I still don't believe in that defense. So I'm going 8-9 and nine for the Lions this year. The team I have winning the division, my shocker of my division picks, is the Green Bay Packers. Yes, you heard me correctly. I have the Green Bay Packers winning the NFC North. Last year they went 8-9. This year I see them going 10-7. And, and for you betters out there, plus 350 for the Packers to win a division. That's a good bet right there. I like them because last year, even with all stuff going on with Aaron Rodgers, you still saw potential on that team. And it seemed like they just chemistry-wise couldn't get it together. This year, I think those chemistry issues will be gone. I'm not saying it was all Aaron Rodgers, but he is the common denominator there. That chemistry issue will be gone. Jordan Love has looked great in the preseason. I know we can't take too much from the preseason, but he's looked awesome. That offensive line looked awesome. Still believe in Aaron Jones. I like their wide receivers. That defense has players. I don't understand why they didn't put it together last year, but they have players. So I like this team to go 10-7. and seven. The Bears went 3-14 and 14 last year. see a lot of noise about Justin Fields, you know, maybe being the NFL equivalent of a most improved type player. But I still need to see it passing-wise. He's a great athlete, like an amazing, dynamic athlete who could, you know, end up with the most rushing yards for a QB. That's something I will go over after a break in some of my bets. But the addition of DJ Moore still isn't enough to make this team a real contender. So I'm going with the Bears to finish 5-12. and 12. So for the NFC North, give me the Packers at 10-7. and 7. Second, the Lions. Third, the Vikings. Fourth, the Bears. For the NFC South, who that said they're going to beat them Saints? Got the Saints taken back. What's rightfully theirs? This NFC South division. Got them going 11-6 this year. They do have the easiest schedule according to last year's records. 
in the league this year. I think they will take advantage of that and go 11-6. and six. Top 10 defense from last year coming back. And you have Derek Carr as quarterback. Also like the weapons on offense. Michael Thomas, fingers crossed, hopefully he stays healthy. But even if he's not, I like Chris Olave to be a true number one. I like Shahid as a wide receiver. Jawan Johnson at tight end. Like this team has weapons, right? And then you think about defense with, of course, Cameron Jordan, but also Peyton Turner on the defensive line. I like Carl Grandison there, right? The draftee of Breesey from Clemson. Like, I love this defense. Still got the best linebacker in the game, maybe, in Demario Davis. Pete Werner, one of the best linebackers in the game. Secondary, Marshawn Lattimore. You have Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor, who are definitely coming up from last year. Still have good safeties in Marcus May and Tyron Matthew. Like, this team has talent. It may be the oldest team in the league, but it's a team is a team full of players who have extended their primes. And I like them to win a division at 11 and 6. Second in this division, I got the Falcons at 7 and 10. They finished 7 and 10 last year. I think they do the same thing this year. Just their quarterback, I'm not sure about. Their defense, I'm not too sure about. They have weapons. Like the running back room is crazy over there with B. John Robinson and you know, Cornell Patterson and their other running back as well. Like, they have a great room of running backs. They have wide receiver talent and tight end talent, right? But we just haven't seen it come together for Kyle Pitts. Drake London is only his second year. Well, hopefully he'll get more targets. But do we believe in Ritter to do this? Do we believe in that defense to truly be good enough? I don't. Third in division, I'm going to Panthers. They went 7-10 last year. Again, you're not supposed to take too much from preseason, but that old line looked horrible. Their offense looked horrible because of it. I think Bryce Young is going to be good, but this year is going to be tough because he's going to be hit a lot. A lot. So I see them going 5-12. and 12. Good defense, though. It's going to keep them in games. The Bucks last year went 8-9. You go from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. I think that cost you four games. So I think they're going to go from 8-9 and nine to 4-13. and 13. So for the South, I got the Saints at plus 130 for you betters out there. Falcons second, Panthers third, Bucks fourth. So now for my NFC playoff teams. Going to 49ers to be the one seed at minus 430. That's for the playoffs, not for the one seed. But minus 430 on FanDuel to make the playoffs. The two seed, I got the Philadelphia Eagles at minus 400 to make the playoffs. The third seed, I got the New Orleans Saints at minus 188. The fourth seed, I got the Green Bay Packers at plus 138 to make the playoffs. For my first wild card, I got the Cowboys at minus 225. The Commanders at plus 310 to make the playoffs. Hey, good bet right there. And for my last team making the playoffs, is going to be the Lions at minus 170. There'll be a team under 500 making the playoffs in the NFC. So for my playoff predictions, 49ers, Eagles, Saints, Packers, Cowboys, Commanders, and Lions. So now we've come to that part of the show where I got to make my Super Bowl prediction. And this one's tough, man. But from the AFC, I got the Kansas City Chiefs coming out of the AFC. Out of the NFC, I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers to get revenge over Philadelphia Eagles in the AFC Championship game this year. And in the Super Bowl, I think Kyle Shanahan finally gets it done. San Francisco defeats Kansas City 
24 to 20. One last time for my Super Bowl prediction, San Francisco will defeat Kansas City 24 to 20. So that's my NFC predictions. Gonna take a music break. When we come back, I'm gonna give you some of my best bets for this upcoming season. Some insecure 
Welcome back to The Real Deal with Damien Adams. Hopefully you enjoyed that music break SWV with some Michael Jackson flavor added to it. So now let's get into some of the best bets for this upcoming NFL season. So let's start with the awards. And of course the big daddy of them all is MVP for the individual awards. Most valuable player. And I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. I once said that the MVP award one day in the future will be named after Patrick Mahomes. I believe he's going to win it that many times. And this year will be one of those times he's at plus 600 to win it. So, you know, might as well go ahead and take that. I think he will pass over 5,000 yards, maybe 5,100, 35 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and complete 65% of his passes this year for another MVP season. For the next award, Offensive Player of the Year. A lot of candidates out there for Offensive Player of the Year, right? You think about Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and you know, maybe even a rookie like a B. John Robinson because he's going to be used so much in Atlanta. But the person I think is going to win Offensive Player of the Year at plus 1,800, yes, you heard me correctly, plus 1,800 is Nick Chubb. So I talked earlier about how I believe the Cleveland Browns will make the playoffs this year. Nick Chubb's a big part of that. He has to be healthy. He has to ball out. And because Deshaun Watson should have the rust shaken off this year, I believe Nick Chubb will benefit a lot from that. And they're no longer going to be running the two-back system. No Kareem Hunt. No Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson's now in Jacksonville. Kareem Hunt's still a free agent, I believe. So Nick Chubb will be the guy. He's already number one, but now he's number one with a bullet. So I see him running for over 1,700 yards this year. I'm going to say 12 touchdowns and 400 yards receiving for Nick Chubb, Offensive Player of the Year at plus 1,800. Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going with the favorite, Chuck, Michael Parsons, plus 450. I see him having a monster year. You know, 16 sacks, a couple of interceptions, a crazy amount of tackles. Like He's going to be a monster this year for Dallas, so give me Michael Parsons at plus, plus 450 for Defensive Player of the Year. Coach of the Year. This is a very interesting one. Very, very interesting one. The favorite is Dan Campbell. But I don't believe that the Lions will do what other people believe they're going to do and win their division. I got Green Bay winning that division. And I think that the narrative of Green Bay winning the division with a first-year starter in Jordan Love will carry Matt LaFleur to Coach of the Year at plus 1,600. So, yeah, give me Matt LaFleur at plus 1,600 for Coach of the Year. I like that pick right there. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, the favorite is B. John Robinson for a reason. I think he's going to ball out. But I think surprisingly, that Lions offense will be major. And Jameer Gibbs will be a big part of that. Give me Jameer Gibbs at plus 900 for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think he's going to have over 1,100 yards rushing, 500 yards receiving, and 10 total touchdowns. So, Jameer Gibbs, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Defense Rookie of the Year. I mentioned earlier how the Eagles are going to have young players stepping up for them. And I believe Jalen Carter will do that for them, just killing our defensive line. I think he's going to get eight and a half sacks this year and a bunch of tackles, stopping the run. And he is at, well, I didn't write his eyes down. But he was not the favorite. So I apologize for that. I didn't write his eyes down. But he was not the favorite. Going to get really good eyes on him. So Jalen Carter for defensive rookie of the year. Comeback player of the year. Now, this one has a favorite with a bullet, right? 
You think about comeback play of the year, DeMar Hamlin. If he plays more than half the season, he's winning comeback play of the year. Like, there's no doubt about it. If DeMar Hamlin doesn't play enough, then you can look at other options like Lamar Jackson at plus 2,500, who I think is going to be MVP candidate this year. He can win comeback play of the year. To attack by Loa. He stays healthy the entire year and they ball out. Him at plus 2,000 is a good option, but obviously the favorite is DeMar Hamlin for good reason. So for my awards, I have Patrick Mahomes for MVP at plus 600. Offensive Player of the Year, I got Nick Chubb at plus 1,800. For Defensive Player of the Year, I got Micah Parsons at plus 450. Coach of the Year, I got Matt LaFleur at plus 1,600. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I got Jameer Gibbs at plus 900. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I got Jalen Carter. I believe it was plus 900. I just didn't write that one down. Comeback Player of the Year, I got DeMar Hamlin at minus 350. But if you want some other options to try to increase your money, it's a long shot. But Lamar Jackson at plus 2,500. And Tua Loa at plus 2,000. So let's look at some other bets. Most passing touchdowns. So I talked earlier about the Chargers adding Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. I think that's going to unleash Justin Herbert. So give me Justin Herbert for most passing touchdowns at plus 600. Most passing yards. Give me Justin Herbert again at plus 450. I think he's going to pass for over 5,300 yards this year and have the most in the NFL. That offense is about being aggressive. Now Dak Prescott was aggressive and got a lot of interceptions. Justin Herbert tends to be more risk adverse, so I think he'll be able to have that balance of being aggressive while also being able to avoid the turnovers. So give me Justin Herbert for most passing touchdowns and most passing yards for passing touchdowns plus 600 for passing yards plus 450. For most interceptions thrown, this is a tough one. I do think that Dak Prescott will be so risk-averse this year that it won't be him. C.J. Stroud, I'm going to go with a rookie. I think that he has the green light. He's not going to be benched unless it's going horribly wrong. But I do think he leads the league in interceptions this year. So give me C.J. Stroud at plus 1,400 to lead the league in interceptions. Now let's talk about the running backs. Most rushing touchdowns. So I just talked about Nick Chubb winning offensive player of the year. So I got to go with him. For most rushing touchdowns at plus 900. Most rushing yards. Give me Nick Chubb again. At plus 390. Most rushing yards by a QB. Now Justin Fields is the favorite there. But give me Anthony Richardson. For most rushing yards by a QB. And I do apologize for this song here with the, the words in there. I got to get that out of the mix. So most rushing yards by QB, by QB, excuse me, give me Anthony Richardson at plus 300. Most rushing touchdowns, Nick Chubb. And most rushing yards, Nick Chubb. For touchdowns, it's plus 900. For rushing yards, it's plus 390. Now let's talk about the receivers. Most receiving touchdowns. I'm going with a long shot here. Give me A.J. Brown. For most receiving touchdowns at plus 1,200. Second year in that system. Jalen Hurts getting even more comfortable. I can see him throwing a lot more to A.J. Brown, especially in the red zone. Even on some deep passes. Give me A.J. Brown for most receiving touchdowns. Most receiving yards. 
I think that Garrett Wilson will be Aaron Rodgers' guy. Don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great season, but he's still a major upgrade over all those guys he had last year at quarterback. So I see Garrett Wilson, who balled out last year with those guys, really balling out this year. So I like Garrett Wilson at plus 2,000 to have the most receiving yards. Most receptions. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. He's somebody who catches the ball a lot. Uh, I can see this year being even better at that. At plus 1,200, I think it's a good bet there. So for most receiving touchdowns, give me A.J. Brown at plus 1,200. For most receiving yards, give me Garrett Wilson at plus 2,000. For most receptions, period, give me Amon Ross St. Brown at plus 1,200. So now, let's do a little defense. Most sacks. I like the favorite there, Miles Garrett, at plus 600. He's an absolute monster coming off the edge. I got uh, Michael Parsons with 16 sacks. So give me Miles Garrett at 18 sacks this year for the most in the NFL. For most tackles, I'm going with a long shot, somebody coming back off injury. Shaquille Leonard, former known as Darius Leonard. I think he's going to ball out this year and show why he's one of the best linebackers in the game, if not the best. He's at plus 8,000. Plus 8,000. So it's a long shot for sure, but if it comes through, it definitely will get you paid. Plus 8,000 for Shaquille Leonard for most tackles. Most interceptions. I'm going with Denzel Ward from Cleveland for that one. Plus 4,400 for Denzel Ward to have most interceptions. Full. So for my defensive ones, I got most sacks, Miles Garrett, plus 600. Most tackles, Shaquille Leonard at plus 8,000. Most interceptions, Denzel Ward at plus 4,400. So those are some of my best bets. I did really good last year on my season-long bets. So let's get this money together, all right? Let me know. Let me know if you do some of the best that I give you, all right? I will definitely, you know, be there for you and support you through this, you know, spiritually. Now, if we lose, I can't reimburse you, but I can be there for you, give you an air hug if that's needed if we lose. But like I said, last year, good track record. This year, we look to continue that, all right? So we're going to take our last music break when we come back. Week one predictions and bets. Let's get it. Last music break.
Welcome back to The Real Deal with Damian Adams. And let's get into NFL Week 1. Man, so excited, so hyped. Thursday night, opening night, we got Detroit at Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by 6.5 points. I have Kansas City winning 31-24, so I like them to cover 6.5. The over-under is 54.5, like the over. Uh, both these teams have dynamic offenses, so I expect a lot of points. And defensively, Kansas City is without Chris Jones. I think that's going to be major in this one. Detroit, I mentioned earlier, doesn't have the best defense. So I see a lot of points being scored, so give me the over and give me Kansas City covering 6.5 on opening night. Let's get to Sunday. We got San Francisco at Pittsburgh. Uh, San Francisco's favored by 2.5. Give me San Francisco to cover that, 24-17. to 17. The over-under is 40.5. Give me the over. Uh, I think that both teams have good defenses, but the offense for Pittsburgh is improved. I think Kenny Pickett will be better. San Francisco has such a dynamic this offense in general that it's going to be hard for Pittsburgh to keep them under wraps. So I like over 40.5. San Francisco to cover 2.5 points against Pittsburgh. Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta's favorite by 3.5. Give me Atlanta to cover that. I like them to finish this game 21-13. The over-under is set at 39.5. Give me the under on 39.5. Carolina has a good defense. Atlanta not so much, but Carolina's offense is going to be a mess. So I like the under in this one. And Atlanta to cover 3.5. For the next matchup, we got Houston at Baltimore. Uh, this one may get ugly. As Houston is just not there yet. And Baltimore has Super Bowl expectations. Give me Baltimore to win 30-13. to 13. That will cover the large 10-point spread for Baltimore. And the over-under is set at 43.5. Give me the under. I think Baltimore is going to be able to hold Houston to such a low number that it will be under. I got it right under. But Baltimore may not score 30. It might take it off the break and score 24. So I got them going under 43.5. And Baltimore will cover minus 10. I wouldn't personally bet on that. Like a lot of money. I do my... One bet where I do all 16 or how many games it is that weekend. And I pick all the spreads. I've never hit that one. I only bet a dollar on it. But I've gotten close a couple times. I got one time I was one game off. So I'm going to hit it one day. Hopefully it's this week because it's crazy the opening week when you try to hit it. Like the money is nuts. I bet one dollar I could win like 26000 Like it's that nuts. For the next matchup, got Cincinnati at Cleveland. This is my upset of the week. Upset alert, upset alert. Got Cleveland defeating Cincinnati 24-21. Cincinnati has started off slow the last couple of years. I think that continues, especially with Joe Burrow being out. All right, I don't know if he's going to be out for this game, but him not being able to get a rhythm with the team will affect them. So I got Cleveland winning this game 24-21. Cleveland is underdogs by 2.5, so I like Cleveland plus 2.5, of course. The over-under is set at 47.5. Give me the under 47.5 in this one. So Cleveland wins. Cleveland plus 2.5. Under 47.5. For the next matchup, we got Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Now, I don't like Minnesota this year, but I do like them in this game. Tampa Bay, don't believe Baker Mayfield. Don't believe Matt squad. So I'm going Minnesota 21-10. Uh, Minnesota's defense isn't great. But it will be better under a new defensive coordinator this year. So give me Minnesota 21-10. And Minnesota will cover the six-point spread. 
Over under is 45 and a half. Give me the under on this one of 45 and a half. For the next matchup, we got Arizona at Washington. Arizona is going to sink all year. So I'm going to be picking the team that's playing against Arizona all year. I got Arizona winning one game. I think they beat the Rams maybe once this year, but that's it. So Washington, 28 to 7. That means they cover the seven point spread. The over under of 38. Give me the under 38 and a half for this matchup. For the next one, we got Tennessee at New Orleans. Who that? Say they're going to beat them Saints. I got the Saints winning this one. 24 to 20 will be a good game. Uh, the Saints are favored by three points, so they cover that. The over-under is 41 and a half, so give me an over in this one in that matchup. Next one, Jacksonville at the Colts. Uh, give me Jacksonville 28 to 13. That means Jacksonville will easily cover the four and a half point spread. Over-under is set at 45 and a half. Give me the under in this one. I think Jacksonville's defense is going to really do a number on the Colts offense and shut them down in this one. For the next matchup, we got the LA Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams don't have nobody, man. Cooper Cup has a major issue with his hamstring. Stafford's out there with a bad offensive line and don't want to throw to. The defense got Aaron Donald in the Temptations. Like, <laughs> like, it's bad for them. So, give me Seattle on this one, 24 to 14. Seattle's favored by five and a half points. I think they cover that pretty easily. Any over-under is set at 45 and a half. Give me the under in this one. For the next matchup, we got Philadelphia at New England. Interesting matchup. I got Philadelphia winning 27 to 14. They're favored by three and a half on the road. I like them to cover that. And the over-under is set at 45. Give me the under. We got Vegas at Denver. I like Denver to win this one 20 to 13. Remember, Denver's defense was really good last season. They had one bad game against the Rams where it seems like they just gave up on their coach. But outside of that, it was a really good defense. I think they get back to being that. Denver is favored by four points. I like them to cover the four. The over-under is set at 44. Give me the under. I like the under easily in this one. For the next matchup, we got Green Bay at Chicago. For some reason, Chicago's favorite. I know it's in Chicago, but really? So I got Green Bay winning 24 to 20. Uh, Green Bay at plus one. Cover that easily. And the over-under is set at 43 and a half. Give me the over in this one. For the next matchup, we have the Dolphins at the Chargers. We have the Tua versus Justin Herbert matchup. I like the Chargers to win this one in a shootout, 28 to 27. Close matchup. So that means Miami will cover plus three for the Chargers win the game. Over-under is set at 50 and a half. Give me the over. Sunday night, you got Dallas at the Giants. I like Dallas to win 24 to 21. Uh, the Giants are underdogs by three and a half. I don't really like that number to bet on, um, but technically I would have the Giants covering three and a half. The over-under is set at 46 and a half. Give me the under in this one. And then lastly, we got Monday night football, Buffalo at the New York Jets. Give me Buffalo 24 to 17. I think that defense will surprise some people and really give the Jets a hard time in this one. Buffalo is favored by two and a half. They cover that. The over-under is 46 and a half. Give me the under. So to recap my picks, I got Kansas City over Detroit covering six and a half. I got San Francisco over Pittsburgh covering two and a half. Atlanta beating Carolina covering three and a half. Baltimore beating Houston covering a 10-point spread. I got Cleveland with the upset over Cincinnati. They are underdogs at two and a half. 
Of course, they covered after they win. Tampa Bay at Minnesota. I got Minnesota winning, covering the six-point spread for them. I got Washington destroying Arizona, covering a seven-point spread pretty easily. New Orleans defeating Tennessee, covering a three-point spread in a good game. Jacksonville beating Indianapolis pretty easily, covering four and a half. The Rams losing to Seattle, 24-14. Seattle covers five and a half points. Philadelphia beating New England, 27-14, covering three and a half points. I got Vegas losing to Denver, 20-13. Denver covers four points. Green Bay defeating Chicago, 24-20, covering their plus one. I got the... I'm about to say Clippers because I got LAC right there. <laughs> the Chargers uh, beating Miami 28-27 in a very close game. But I got Miami covering plus three. Dallas at the Giants. I got Dallas winning 24-21. The Giants covering three and a half. And then Buffalo beating the Jets 24-17 covering two and a half. <coughs> so thank you so much for listening to the real deal with Damian Adams. Hopefully you enjoyed this NFL season preview and week one preview and predictions. Thank you guys so much for your patience and for not going crazy on me, for not giving you an episode. I appreciate that. But I will be consistent from this point going forward with the podcast. Got my schedule set with this and my other job with Burn City Sports. If you're in the Phoenix area, make sure you follow Burn City Sports because we cover everything Phoenix Sports. The Cardinals, the Suns, the Diamondbacks, the Coyotes, Phoenix Rising, everything Arizona State is covered by Burn City Sports. We have a team full of great writers and content creators. We're going to have podcasts coming soon covering the Cardinals and the Suns. I'll be on both of those podcasts. So make sure you go ahead and follow Burn City Sports on whatever your favorite social media, pod, or social media podcast, social media platform is. Uh, make sure you follow me at The Real Deal WDA on your favorite social media platform as well. And until next time, go real or go home.